Welcome to episode 12 of That Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and alongside Isaiah. Of course, we're going to welcome you into That Dynasty Podcast again this week. The fantasy playoffs are right around the corner, and uh, hopes and dreams for a lot of teams are still hanging on by a thread. Isaiah, how are your hopes and dreams doing right now, my friend? Dude, not uh, not too hot. I mean, it was a good week for me in this uh, dynasty league. Um, my hopes and dreams more rely on Team Joni One continuing to lose, and unfortunately, um, spoiler alert here, but that didn't happen this week. So we'll uh, we'll see. I'll get back to you in that one next week. Sounds good. Well, as always, we're excited to talk about you know the past week um, that just happened as well. Look ahead at. Week 12 coming up, but before we do get into everything, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on TikTok. Same uh, handle on both of those platforms at that dynasty pod. We have full videos of our YouTube um, podcast available with video format. We also have our podcast in audio format available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want the links for that, it's down in the description below. If you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes, if you're listening on the Spotify form. Besides, who knows if Twitter will still be around tomorrow. So don't waste any time connecting with us on there before it's too late. Do we have any plans to uh, hop on Truth Social or anything? Um, I think that we already talked about this. We're working on the OnlyFans <laughs> development. Probably a better, uh, probably better place to be than Truth anyway. So. Yeah, it's a better source of revenue potentially You know, down the future. For sure, for sure. Um, so let's get started. Um, what do we got this episode? Yeah, we've got some uh, league updates to break down. Um, we got a trade over last week's matchups. Make some of our, uh, our infamous predictions for this coming week. And then we're talking about a little bit different this week. We're talking about our playoff um, picture for our league. And then um, just go in depth on all the teams and whatnot and what they need and who they're playing. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about our MVP segments. And then we'll... Uh, Hit up the power rankings. So. Sweet. Let's take a look at the league updates since we filmed last time. This is the second week in a row that seems like pretty much everyone has changed their name. Uh, so here's what it looked like this past week in order. I feel like it's important to go in order and not just talk about what we finally settled on because it was some great moments in here. So started off with Terrell, a.k.a. Tipotomo. Uh, aka Topodomo going uh, from one more dub and I'm good to get my name out of your mouth. Um, I believe that was in response to uh, Trevor's uh, team name, which was uh, Topodomo's L Train. Um, it was either that or in response to us mispronouncing uh, Topodomo on the podcast. So <laughs> either way, uh, Terrell, much, uh, you know, appreciate the name. And if it's because of us, then we're sorry. Um, and then I'm not sorry, Matthew, Matthew may be sorry, but I stand by how I pronounced it. It's definitely right. Topo Domo. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's definitely a uh, Topodomo, but, um, uh, then Olympics. he ended up changing his name again, um, to, uh, from get my name out of your mouth to Dallas wears Kirk's chains, um, right after the Cowboys game. Um, if you want to call it a game, it was more like the Cowboys beating of the Vikings. Um, yeah, that was a brutal game, but uh, really kind of a clever playoff of um, I think it was Andy's team name, which is Kirk wears all the chains. Um, 
So then Trevor decided to hop in on the name change fun. He updated his team name from uh, Topodomo's L train to Topodomo packing L's. Um, Isaiah then responded. Uh, what, what did you respond uh, with the first name change there? Uh, uh, what, did, what, did, what did I do? I can't even keep up with all the name changes. I think I did uh, Vikings are 0-4 in the Super Bowl. Um, just throwing a little bit of a little, little shade. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize, I didn't, you know, as a Patriots fan, we don't do a lot of crap talking towards Vikings fans, but they're a little uh, – a little softer than I thought they'd be. A little uh, Charmin Ultra Soft. Um, but you know what? We'll, uh, we'll let that slide. Um, and then I changed it again to uh, Trevor packing more L's. Um, just because, you know, there was a little little back and forth going on in the chat. And I was trying to stick up for uh, Topo Domo. And just wanted to remind Trevor um, who actually had more L's. Um, and then I changed it. I'm sorry. And then Topo Domo. I was like, hey, guys, it's all love. You know, we're all a bunch of, you know, dairy heads out here and changed it to Reverend Big Cheese. And then Trevor changed his name to Loser's Corner. I'm assuming that has to do with his record. And then I changed mine to Jets D, let Zach, QB Zach Wilson down. And then I finally settled on Angie's burner account after she was almost kicked out of her sleeper account. Um, So that's just a little insight on our league and our drama and stuff. Yeah, there's so many name changes. I was typing this out. I'm like, oh, man, another one and, and another one. And I didn't even have – it was just – it was a lot. Um, it, it added to the conversation this week. It was nice. It was a nice trade deadline. Dude, I was I was at work giggling like a little – like an eight-year-old that was coming up with these little name changes and stuff. So I'm glad uh, – glad. I should be settled in on this one for a bit. Yeah, um, this also was uh, – I should mention this was the week of our trade deadline. So this trade that we're about to talk about is the last trade we're going to talk about till the end of the season. Um, so definitely a little bit sad to think about that. Um, but we've had some good conversations around trades on this show and looking forward to more of those in the future. Um, but, uh, yeah, Angie actually almost got banned from Sleeper because someone in another league reported her because uh, they were salty that they got voted out of a survival – survivor pool uh so if you're the person that reported angie to sleeper you are the worst and uh yeah you don't deserve to play fantasy football uh, yeah and uh you know respectfully your mom's a hoe as the kids say your mom's a hoe <laughs> kids sorry uh, the kids are saying that uh so um angie we're glad to have you back and you made it time just to listen to the podcast i'm sure so um we'll we'll give you a we'll give you a pass for not commenting on our last week's podcast at all all right, moving into the trades. Uh, so we did have one trade that went down uh, this week. Um, so um, Isaiah, just give us an overview, and then we'll uh, get into our thoughts on this. What was the first? What was the trade? Yeah, so Darius Arkemish, uh traded CeeDee Lamb for Darnell Mooney and uh, Dan's Bent and Dense QB's 23rd first-round pick um, that Seton Power uh, actually holds. So Stephen Power traded a first and Darnell Mooney for uh, City Lamb. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll hop into my thoughts here first, just so everyone's tracking. I think CD Power had um, three first round picks. Is that correct? The ne- next year's upcoming draft. Um, so obviously, yeah. Obviously, this is coming from a strength of him of, you know, how many picks he has. And um, I really like what he did. Um, I love his roster. He hasn't had the best luck, I guess, with matchups and stuff. 
Um, he got the best play in the deal. He has surplus of draft picks. Um, C. Lamb is an absolute stud. He's, you know, he's actually kind of underrated this year. I know, like the first couple of games of the season, he had some drops. People were kind of clowning on him, but dude, he's a seventh receiver on the year. Um, he's only 23, right? So you're talking about, you know, five plus years of uh, wide receiver one talent. Um, I think the value is pretty fair. Um, I think Seaton definitely did better for himself. I just don't understand this trade from Darius's uh, point of view. Um, with all the, the trades he's made, you know, like trading a second for Daryl Henderson or some of the other ones he's done, it was very much like, hey, I'm in a position to win this year. I'm going to kind of sell the farm, which, you know, if you win, makes sense, right? Um, but it's almost like he did all that and kind of took a, a giant step back, even though he's, he's got a really good record. He's going to make it to playoffs. Um, I was confused by it for him. Uh, I don't hate the value. It just – I don't, I don't understand it, I guess. You're too kind. You're too kind. Um, the value sucked. So this is a hot take on this one, but like, this is, I, I gotta, I think we gotta go back a little bit further because um, Darius actually didn't draft CD Lamb. So I think we got to start with, you know, where he ended up getting CD Lamb from and then what did he turn it into? Um, and essentially look at the value that way because, um, to your point, Darius has been very win now. Um, he traded away all his picks. We've made the joke he's allergic to draft picks, and I can understand wanting to get some, um, you know, buyback into that before draft season. The picks become more and more expensive because we all know, you know, as draft season approaches and the hype approaches, um, it's going to get more and more expensive to try and buy picks. Um, this is what, um, this is the story though, um, when Darius actually traded to get Lamb a few months ago, we talked about it on the show, he traded away Kenneth Walker, Irv Smith, rest in peace, and a 2023 20, second round pick. And he traded all, all that package away for Ken, uh, for CD Lamb, which, you know, at the time, um, we were like, you know, pretty good buy low opportunity for CD Lamb. Um, Kenneth Walker hadn't broken out yet. It was a tight end premium league or Smith seemed like a good throw in and a second round pick, um, which is now projecting to be it's Seton powers second round pick. So it's probably going to be a late second, but like at the time, um, you know, it was a pretty decent package to be giving away, but you get a potential star wide receiver. So like overpaying, um, while his price is pretty low, but we thought it was a pretty good deal. Um, and now, to turn that into and, and and send it away for Darnell Mooney and a first round pick that's going to be potentially mid to late first round from where um from where Dan's actually positioned right now. I know he's five and six, which we'll get to in a little bit later on in the show, but um he's actually pretty close to um one of the higher point scorers in the league. And he actually um has like I think he has the most points against him. So his record is because every single person has a fantastic week when they face Dan. So um, whoever is going to be facing him this week, you know, is in for a treat. Um, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. It's probably going to be their best week of the year. But sometimes we just have those those years. But the actual team performance from the last few weeks that we're going to see out of Dan's team, I think that, you know, this is. So I guess we'll put it into perspective. Trading away a large package for CeeDee Lamb and then selling him for pennies on the dollar um I'll just, you know i'll show you here roto trade they have the value of the 107 next year and darnell mooney at 40 and they have cd lamb's value at 78 so almost 
you know, half the value for that package. Um, and if I value out the package that he got originally, which when he sent it away uh, for what that's worth right now, Kenneth Walker himself is worth the same as CD Lamb. So then you throw in what he also traded away in Irv Smith at the time and the second round pick, and he gave up more money or he gave up more value to get CD Lamb, which we thought was a win now move to then turn around and sell him for half the value. So I don't know. It just, it, he basically traded Ken Walker, Irv Smith, and the the 209 for the 107 in Darnell Mooney, which is a terrible trade. Makes no sense. You wouldn't do that in a million years. So um, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Maybe. To me. Yeah, I agree. I uh, maybe he's a big Mooney guy. I uh, I don't see it, but yeah, I mean, didn't, well, just didn't make a lot of sense. The big Mooney guy when I when I tried having trade talks with him about it. So, <laughs> hey man, we uh, sometimes we. We change and we grow. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see uh, maybe CD Lamb gets tears his ACL and then we're all laughing. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So weird trade. Um, Darius, I'm sorry that you lost on this one. Uh, and I think that, you know, I've pretty much thought you've done really well for yourself in every other trade. So uh, not being unfairly, you know, uh, critical in this, but this was just, uh, I think it was a poor value for you, but for the last trade of the year to go out on, get some, some spectacle. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on what that, on that trade. And if you think that it's fair, if you think it's equal, um, does it make sense for someone who's, you know, has a potential to win this year to, to make this trade? Uh, just love to hear your thought, your guys' thoughts on this trade. Um, let's have some conversation around what is the last trade of the year. Okay. Well, let's take a look at our picks from last uh, from last week, man. Um, I think I really crushed it this week uh, with my predictions. I really do. Yeah, that's uh, it's not what happened. It's that not. It's not what happened. No, oh. you were already way down, and now you're actually even way more down. So, but it's I don't I don't even want to glow. I don't even want to glow, bro. It's like it's like the Patriots beating up Zach Wilson, like. Dude's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like, I'm not gonna, not gonna gloat about it. It's like the Cowboys beat up the Vikings. Like, it's just, you know, we're talking about the scum of the earth here, you know, guy. Uh, so, first matchup to talk about from uh, last week was the Ray uh, IR versus the Darius matchup. Two best teams in the league, pretty much unanimously. Um, Dude, I was really surprised about the uh, the score. Darius won 106 to 99. I thought this would be a you know 130 to 150 somewhere in that range type of dogfight. And uh, yeah, it was really close. Um, I think the the Chiefs played what Monday night. Um, they yeah. Um, the Chiefs did not play Monday night. They Sunday played night. Monday. Sunday night. They played Sunday night, and uh, yeah, that's why Darius won. They had a great performance from Travis Kelsey. Um, speaking of the Vikings, the Vikings gave a negative nine points. Uh, I'm not what you want. Um, yeah, uh, quite a game for Josh Allen, which is surprising. Darius had uh, Elliott with two to rushing touchdowns on his bench, and Samaje P. Ryan with three receiving touchdowns on his bench as well. Uh, so between those two guys, you had five receiving or five touchdowns just sitting there. That's a total of 47 points. Uh, just sitting on his bench and um, had Travis Kelsey not gone off, which hint, hint, we may talk about in a little bit, uh, we would have been writing up a whole segment um, 
our bench MVP would have just been titled Darius's bench. Um, he also had the Cowboys defense putting up 18 points on his bench compared to the negative nine points that the Vikings uh, put up on his bench on his actual starting roster. Um, so that is a, I believe someone calculated it out. That is a uh, 27 point differential between those two defenses. And uh, um, I think I know. Even mention there's there's one more guy on his bench who went off Austin Hooper with 21 and a half points with uh, you know four four receptions, 40 yards, and two touchdowns, dude. So two more touchdowns. His, uh, his bench definitely outscored my team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is, I think I figured out why he started the Vikings defense. He was giving into um, homerism. And mm. everyone knows the Cowboys defense is the one of the best defenses in the league. And so he refused to start him because he didn't want to wish bad luck on the Vikings, I bet. And uh, <laughs> he's so lucky he won this week. Um, least efficient, definitely, uh, manager. Crazy part is, though, I looked up like what he could have scored. is His potential score this week was 194 points. 194. Wow. Um, so he almost got, you know, he got a little bit over half of his total points he could have got, and he still won. That's uh, yeah, it's pretty lucky, dude. I wish I had that luck sometimes, but yeah, Darius took the cake in that first one. Um, and then second, I think, is the Satan Power matchup where he went up against uh, Mr. Andy and his Kirk wears all the chains. Although Kirk probably wasn't wearing a whole lot of chains after this week, but I digress. Uh, yes, Satan Power one hundred twenty-five to one hundred five. Um, he's now six and five in the year, and he's four and seven. Um, Michael, oh, with the last pick. With the last pick, uh, did we talk about who we originally picked? Oh yeah, um, you picked Darius. I picked uh, rated IR, and at the time, I said it because I wanted to be contrarian, and uh, it ended up almost coming to fruition. I was like, oh my gosh, this is off to a great start until literally Sunday night and Travis Kelsey. I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, King Cobby should have won this week, hands down. But Yeah. Um, yeah, Darius. And this one, I'm sorry, we both had Satan Power, and we both were correct. He won by about 20. Got some really good performances. Um, I might have touched on this last week, but I think my prediction came down to the two Niners players, and I, I, might, be, I might be capping right now, but I'm pretty sure I said that. Um, but yeah, Debo and Kittle had fantastic games and easily led them to victory. So, yeah, I think that uh, we definitely did talk about that for sure. Um, I also noticed he has Michael Gallup uh, hanging around on his starting lineup. So, um, uh, you know, forgot that he still was starting um, on people's rosters out there. But um, after seeing that, I can understand now why he would have targeted CD Lamb for uh, needing to strengthen up that that bench because I, I wouldn't want to be rolling out Michael Gallup, not after, you know, trading up Albert O for him. Okay. That, that's it. We're done here. Uh, this is my last week, Matt. You know, whatever. I'm not even mad if it was Michael Gallup. He's like maybe a flex guy at this point. So whatever. Screw you, Matthew. Moving on to the next. Um, oh, it was me and Trevor. Um, and uh, we oh, both picked Trevor. What's that? So that's a surprise. We uh, we both picked Trevor, and we uh, for me, we both were wrong. Um, dude, Kirk Cousins gave him one point. Rondell Moore gave him negative points. Um, Bills gave him four points, and that pretty much held him back. Um, my roster, T. Higgins had a great game. 
uh, Najee Harris finally did something. So thank the Lord. I got offered one of the worst. Quick plug here. I got offered one of the worst um, trade offers I've ever seen. Darius offered me um, Michael Carter and uh, Vance Jefferson for Najee Harris. And I almost left the league immediately. Um, but, you know, at least I'd, if I had accepted that, I still don't know if I would have had the worst trade this week. But it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, I won. Um, moving forward for me, uh, I do like um, being able to um, start Pacheco. I feel pretty good about that. Um, the pit injury sucks. Um, i got a lot of questions with when we're going to start with flex moving forward. But it was nice to get the dub and keep myself in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I mean, Akers is starting to get more carries and some more work now. Um, he had a tough matchup last week, so that could be something where, you know, maybe he starts to get a little bit more worthy of a flex play. Yep. DK is back for my um, flex. I'm sorry. from by this week, so we'll see. You got Judy when he comes back. Ingram is actually right. a decent uh, flex play as well sometimes in the tight end premium league. Um, obviously, you're going to need to start him now, but – I was uh, I was sitting here the other night. I was like, "Dude, what would my roster look like if I'd made no changes this year?" And I would have had, uh, or like, kind of kept a minimal. Would have been like Dak, Najee, Eckler, Dalvin Cook, um, T. Higgins, um, DK Metcalf. Uh, dude, that's a that's a pretty good squad. I wonder if I messed up or not, but I guess uh, I guess time will tell. But I mean, listen, moving man, on. We'll, we'll get into the playoff picture a little bit, but you're not out of it right now, to be honest. So it's true. Um, moving on, we had uh, Topo Domo against uh, Team Joni One, and we both picked uh, the Cheese Reverend himself, and we both were wrong. Um, Team Joni One, unfortunately, pulled off the victory by about uh, 30 ish points. Got some good performances from Hertz, Montgomery, um, and that commander's defense was fantastic. But the, I think the story of the day was just an absolute performance from Topo Domo. Um, or Reverend Big Cheese now. Yeah, I think it was Justin Jefferson's little turf toe that came out right before the game. Um, they had said, oh, yeah, he he was dealing with mild turf toe. And Jefferson was like, no, it's not going to hinder me at all. But when you're facing um, Diggs all day, you know, the Dallas secondary, um, you know, it definitely uh, doesn't help. Um, you add that to the fact that Dallas basically was ahead the entire game. There was no need to throw. And they weren't going to push it for a player that was already suffering a little bit of an injury. So a um, bit of an under uh, underperformance there. And then Isaiah McKenzie with the 0 for 1 target, that was a big surprise as well um, in a game where the Chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, the Bills won 31 to 23. Um, Josh Allen only had one uh, one passing touchdown. He ran for seven yards. Um, I don't know what happened to Josh Allen, and I don't know where the yards went in this game because um, I don't know if you saw Josh uh, was it Tyler Bass's stat line, the kicker? He kicked seven field goals. Yeah, he, I did see that. He put up like 28 points of that. Uh, 28 points of the 31 was field goals. And um, so if your league plays kickers, um, I had Tyler Bass in quite a lot of them. And uh, it was a very, very nice week for me and uh, having him on my team. But I just couldn't believe that they couldn't score touchdowns and Josh Allen – must be hurt or thrown off from the traveling last minute in that snowstorm, but super weird, super weird week. Um, and then next matchup, we had Angie versus Lego incident. We both picked Angie and we both were right. She won by 70 points. Um, 
That's also in part because uh, Lebovitz had one of the worst starting rosters I've ever seen and left half the guys on his bench. So maybe we we'll pay attention this week. Maybe he's tanking. I don't know. Don't really care. That's I don't mind if he does. Whatever. It's all part of the strategy. Um, but dude, yeah, she dropped a buck thirty-five. Herbert was great. Pollard obviously was amazing uh, this week. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been really good the last couple weeks. Um, and when we made the predictions, I also talked about the Green Bay receivers, and they had combined like thirty-two points, dude. And then obviously the Pats defense was phenomenal. So yeah, heck of a week for Angie. Congrats on the second win, and um, yeah, maybe we'll see another one this year. We'll see. Yeah, it would have been a competitive week no matter who she was facing for sure. Um, I think there's second highest po- points total on the week. Uh, yep, second highest points. Was, yep. So, um, yeah, really, really solid showing. And then uh, last matchup of the week, we had Matthew over here against Dan's bent and dent QBs. I took Matthew because um, I'm a good friend, and Matthew uh, took Dan. And once again, like Matthew's been most of, if not all of the year, Matthew was wrong and I was right. Uh, but fortunately for Matthew, he won. Um, yeah, he dropped a buck 55, bro. Tell me about how you're feeling during that, that matchup. Um, well, I had the wide receiver one and two on the week, uh, Mari Cooper and Devontae sure. Adams. And I think a, a large majority of the um, the reason that I won this was because um, Amari Cooper showed up and I had mentioned before the game that Amari Cooper on the road is absolutely horrible and um, he doesn't show up and doesn't perform. And then they went and played in a dome and he showed up and he performed and it was fantastic. And um, just one more week until, uh, you know, he who shall not be named comes back at quarterback and we'll see what that chemistry looks like. Uh, but I think this offense is about to be unleashed for the fantasy playoffs. And um, so Sunday- question question for you and you don't have to answer this if you're if you're waiting are you uh you planning to start Deshaun first week he comes back or you think you're going to wait a week to see what he looks like definitely waiting a week for sure um because especially the first week he comes back um Tom Brady's facing New Orleans and that'll be a good matchup for him uh, but I'm not going to start Derek Carr week over week I'm going with Brady over Carr um just just based yeah. on volume and history there um and I like the talent but um yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see him him come out and and you know potentially put his team in a in a position to win. But um, yeah, I felt good. I was pissed at Gerald Everett though for um, looking like he was going to play, and then literally like five minutes before the game at eight o'clock at night. Um, oh yeah, Gerald Everett's out, and then all my other tight ends had already played, and um, I had like no one available on waivers, so <laughs> I put in a quick waiver claim. Or I picked up a free agent um, tight end for the for Arizona, like some random person that got one target, Steven Anderson, and uh, I plugged him in just so I didn't, you know, not start anybody. I, I'd already won at that point because Dan's team had already finished playing, but um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I literally d- didn't start a tight end this week almost, um, but it was a good week. I was, I was not so- to not to interrupt you, but um. Speaking of like random players picking up, we do have to make a correction on our last week's episode. Uh, for my bench MVP, I talked about a player named Kadero Lodge. Um, maybe it's because I used to, um, you know, watch Riverdale back in the day, the Lodge family, but that is not his name. Um, Kadero, I know you are one of our, um, our loyal listeners, and you know, I really apologize. We're gonna send you some merch or some gear, uh, maybe. 
exclusive OnlyFans membership, um, depending on how logistics work for that. But everyone is Kaderil Hodge. That is H-O-D-G-E, um, Hodge, as in hodgepodge, Kaderil Hodge. So my apologies, brother. Um, I don't think I'll ever talk about you again, respectfully. Respectfully, respectfully. Um, but, yeah, at least I got your name right. His name was Kaderil Kadateral Lodge, you said. It's like, bro, I, I asked you three times what his name was. And we and we I offered Matthew like two hundred bucks to like take that episode down and just discreet it or delete it from the archives, but for those who care, it's still up. So I can look like a moron. The, the confusion came when I was trying to find his spelling of his name and I kept searching in sleeper app. I'm like Lodge. Lodge. I'm like, why is he not coming up, bro? How do you spell Lodge? But, in my defense, there's a player in the XFL, uh, Kadarial Lodge. Um, and that's, that's what happened. I got him mixed up. He's been killing it in the XFL. Um, he's a offensive lineman for the um, the Quebec. Um, Timberwolves. Nordiques. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He just got recently traded. I forgot about that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think uh, I think Darius traded a first for him, to be honest. I think Darius might have traded a first for him. In a second, honestly. He's been good. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, are this is a DFS league. Like, are we are we starting? You know, I are we starting defense IDP, and um, we're like, no. And he, so he still he still made the trade though because he thought it was a worthwhile investment. Um, just in case. Yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, this economy, and everything we're dealing with nowadays. I, I understand. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna get into our MVP section. We got to recap the picks here. So like, um, that meant I went two and four okay. on the week. Um, oh, yes. record. Um, I should, if I had voted for myself, I would have gone three and three. So, um, lesson learned, I guess. Uh, I'm on a six game winning streak, so we'll see uh, what happens this week. Um, but yeah, you went four and two. You're you're really just great at this. Um, the only thing I can literally say at this point is that at least I have a winning record on the year. Um, I'm right more times than I'm wrong, but you are right far 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 more than I am. Um, so you might suck at dynasty, but hey, you're good at predictions. So nice. Nice, uh, nice work. Yeah, you may be good trading on your future assets, but hey, at least I'm uh, good at picking. So, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Let's get into our MVP segment for this week, and we're actually going to do it a little bit differently. Um, we only really had one matchup that was even remotely close. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to take um, one bench MVP and one MVP from this matchup. I will take the bench MVP and. Uh, Bear with me on this. This is a little bit messy, um, but hear me out. Okay. I got two bench MVPs for this uh, week. We got Kendall Hinton and Robert Woods, two names that I never thought would be in the MVP segment uh, this late in the year, but this is where we're at. So this was the closest matchup of the week that was ended up being decided by less than eight points. This was between Darius and King Cobb, it was 106.98 to 99.32. We aren't even going to talk about the fact that Darius would have had seven more points just by sitting both the Vikings Vikings defense and Michael Carter, um, which is in itself a ridiculous stat that he would have had uh, more points um, by sitting two players. Um, but we plugged the numbers and we figured out that there is a way that King Cobb pull, could have pulled off the victory. Uh, this was... This was the path. Sit Saquon Barkley. So Saquon <laughs> the best matchup of the year. 
uh, just about. And, um, he only managed to put up 30 points against that defense. I don't understand how. He said, sit, he said, sit Saquon Barkley like any sane man would do. Yeah, just tip, like, listen, do you want to win or do you want to lose? Like, follow this advice for more. Um, but, <laughs> no, like, literally, Saquon Barkley, you just got to sit him. Uh, you could you could have sat him, um, moved James Conner to the running back spot, and then mm. your flex, Kendall Hinton, because obviously, right, obviously we knew let Russ cook. Kendall Hinton. Um, also, this that is the same Kendall Hinton, you might be wondering, that um, put up the worst starting quarterback performance in the history of starting quarterback performances. If you guys remember um, last year, or sorry, 2020, um, when he started a game for the Broncos, uh, when they had no, quarter, uh, no quarterbacks because everyone was exposed to COVID and they couldn't play. Right. Um, and I, I wish I had the stat line. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to find it before we post this, but he had the worst stat line in the history of quarterbacks who play the whole game um so you could have obviously flexed him in and then uh you could have started bobby trees over tyler boyd and then king cobb would have taken home the w uh because hinton over barkley gets you two uh point two extra points just like everyone thought and then woods over boyd gets you another six points and right there there's your you know 8.2 points that would have made up the the seven point difference and we actually could have had could have had a w here for uh for king cobb so listen man a lot of math there it reminds me of the uh the meme with uh it was a charlie day from it's always sunny in philadelphia where he's got the whiteboard and he's pointing like the fifteen thousand different numbers that's literally the math you just did i think the funny part is we did all that math and then like if you add into it that darius left like 200 points on his bench but it's like you know if he does these things but darius keeps it the worst lineup he has, you know, we can win. But no, dude, I'm I'm with you. We were going through all the uh, the matchups this week, and you know, we messed each other. I was like, dude, there's not any to be honest that were close besides this one. And I mean, King Cobb really set the best roster. He's just unfortunate, you know. Um, yeah. speaking of this matchup, um, Darius won because of one man, one man only. And that's Travis Kelsey. Man's just balling out Sunday night. He had six receptions, 115 yards, three touchdowns for a total of um, 30 and a half fantasy points. Um, yeah, dude, he beat King, like we talked about, he beat him by about seven points and actually, you know, in the, the low score matchup. Um, yeah, Kelsey's been the best player in football. I mean, I would say, okay, most consistent player in fantasy football this year. And it doesn't look like he'll stop anytime soon. Um, it's funny, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, dude, if I were to redraft over slash maybe next year, Travis Kelsey might just be the move at number one. Like, him and Andrews are so above everyone else. Travis Kelsey is always healthy. The dude's missed, like, zero time. And I feel like, especially running back this year, is kind of a crapshoot. And there's so much talent in wide receivers that you can find. It's just like, dude, just being able to get, like, the best tight end and just get it out of the way is – that might be the move moving forward, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I honestly draft Kelsey in the first round almost any time I can. Um, if it's not like if I'm early first round, I'm going to pick Jefferson. Um, like this, that's what I did this year. It was like early first round was Jefferson. Um, but if I'm or, or Jefferson or Cup, if I'm like two or three, um, I, I wasn't going running back. And honestly, that really has worked out well um, so far, considering the starts that the wide receivers were getting to getting off to versus the running backs. Um, 
but uh, later on, um, Travis Kelsey was like my, if I'm spot six, seven, eight, that's where I'm going Kelsey uh, for sure, because I just didn't like the running back values that were there. So I agree. Like he's a, he's a first round pick for sure. Um, but I think you're in you know, a tight end premium, especially yeah, I could see the case for him going one uh, one overall. He's just so, so good. So consistent. Yeah. He's pissed. He's the, uh, almost as good as Gronk. Almost as good as prime Gronk. Almost as good as Gronk. He says, all right. Well, I mean, if we're talking about from a, not to get off a tangent here, but if we're talking about, you know, all the things that a tight end can do, I'll take prime Gronk, but I don't know what, what you feel about that. I don't know. I think it's pretty, it's pretty close. The, uh, I think the, um, I think they're two different tight ends too. I think Kelsey is probably better receiving tight end and give you more fancy stats. Um, but Gronk was an absolute beast at blocking, one of the best blocking tight ends. Um, and I feel like he played differently too. Like he had a lot more cheap shots, um, especially to the knees and stuff. That really would have prolonged his career. I saw a stat today. Um, but there's sort of like Travis Kelsey's 160, first 167 games, whatever. You know, he's got a little bit more yards, um, more receptions than Gronk. But Gronk has like 20-something more touchdowns than he had, um, he had at this point. Just I'm sorry, this amount of games played, which is pretty nuts. But I got you. Well, I if he keeps up the pace he's going right now, he'll pass Gronk by the end of the season. Yeah, he definitely will with this, how healthy he is. Want to look at some more new uh, week? Yeah, let's do some predictions. Um, first one, we got Angie's going up against uh, – no, I'm sorry, Angie's burner account, which is me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of don't know which account to switch to back and forth against uh, Reverend Big Cheese. We got Topo Delmo um, coming off a decent victory against uh, Trevor, um, his losing corner, and uh, a Reverend over here. Um, hit him with the Hail Mary or whatever. Um Coming off a tough loss, but uh, as of stadium episodes prior, I'm really not too hot on my team this year slash uh, this week, and I think Terrell takes the victory over me. Um, talking about a little bit earlier, I'm not too confident with who I should start in my flex. Maybe Judy, maybe Cam Akers, maybe Brian Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you know, maybe I can throw Akers in there now because Henderson's cut and it's pretty much him and Rivers. Um, but uh, he's burned me in the past. And uh, or no, I'm sorry, not Henry Rivers. Was it Kyron Williams? Kyron Williams, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Akers is bringing me in the past. Would love, love to get Garrett Wilson back. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Justin Jefferson and give me uh, Topa Dunlop. Terrell. So I'm actually going to take you to win this one because it's going to be close. And I think that you have some guys with some higher upside. Um, the only person he has with a ton of upside is Justin Jefferson, which, you know, could be obviously like. Uh, week winning, but you have Higgins and, and Metcalf. And then if Harris plays the way he's been playing lately, um, I, I like the upside there. I also think that, you know, Dallas is going to actually be able to get into a shootout with um, New York. And I like that matchup better than Rogers and Philly. So I think that it's going to be close. So I, I get, I'm going to give it to you, but um, dude, you gotta, this is so annoying to me. You gotta get your Monday players out of your freaking starting spot, bro. And swap them into the flex spot. And here's why. Well, but, I know the math. I just, I just do to piss you off because we've had this conversation before. My, my word, it pissed me off. So, like, for anyone who doesn't know out there, because everyone, people do this all the time. 
Um, if you have someone that starts or that plays an earlier game and you're going to start them anyways, move them to one of your locked in starting spots and save your flex spots for people that play later in the day, later in the week. That way, if anything happens and they get injured or they get hurt, you can swap out and have more options for players that are eligible to be put into a flex spot. So if you're, you know, running back, Brian Robinson has already played and he's in your flex spot then you've already locked in that a running back has to have played in that flex spot. So then if Isaiah Pacheco later on in the day comes out that he's not going to start, now you have to start another running back because now your running back spot is taken up by, you know, uh, your flex spot was already used up and your running back spot is, is empty now. Whereas if it was the other way around, your earlier running back starts in your running back spot, your flex is open. Now there's an injury that pops up. Oh my goodness, what happens? You can flex in anybody to that spot that you need. And uh, it doesn't have to be a running back. It can be a tight end that plays later on. It can be a wide receiver or, um, or a running back. It could be all of the options. So for anyone who doesn't do that currently, league winning advice right there. Are you done? I was, I was taking a I was taking a quick little nappy nap. Not everyone is as smart as you. Okay. And uh, you know, is what it is. I got you on this one, dude. All right, what a good what a good friend. What a good guy. Um next we got uh Darius coming in against uh, Kirk Wears All the Chains. Um yeah, simply I think Darius takes the cake this week. Um I will say I'm pretty interested to see who he starts running back the next couple of weeks. Um, considering his three main options right now are Michael Carter, Zeke, and Swift. Uh, that'd be interesting. Um, I think after this week, Andy will kind of see the writing on the wall um, with his squad for this year. Uh, but I do have a squad before, dude, with all the young receivers he has, and then uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't see it for Andy this year. Yeah, it's tough. Tough luck for Andy. He's, he's got some bad matchups, but CMC um, and Ken Walker, um, Alave and Smith, Hawkinson, Garrett Wilson, um, George Pickens, dude's a problem. Just saying, um, and he's got Greg Dulcich as well. Um, so like really good options as and Kyler Murray is going to be good for a while. I just don't think that he's going to be able to beat Darius this week. So I got Darius taking it this one. Um, next we got Buster Jacoby. Over here, and we got uh, Angie's coming off the uh, another win. Um, congrats to her, uh, 90, like previously said. $96 fab bids to you, just so you know. $96, okay. And then what's uh, what's Angie's as he has tiny purse? He has tiny purse. Got way too much, uh, I got way too much real estate up in your guys' heads, but I'll let it, let it pass. Um, I actually have Angie winning. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Matthew winning this one, um, very easily. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but you're projected a 147 to her 92. And um, I will say those Packers receivers she has, that she's been sitting on all year, uh, values continue to go up. Uh, I think moving forward, I'd love to have them. Um, so those, those look great for her. I think Roger will have a bounce back the year next year um, with those guys as he gets more comfortable. And, uh, but yeah, I got uh, Mr. MC over here. Angie's doing it as well. She's got people who play at 8 o'clock in the flex spot and someone who plays on Monday in the wide receiver spot. That's it's I'll give her a pass. Cause she was locked out of her sleeper account until literally today. Um, but Andy, Andy, fix your lineup, fix your life. Just kidding. Fix your lineup. All right. Next matchup. 
Oh, did I say did you? I'm picking myself. I heard Angie. So we're going to lock you in as picking Angie. <laughs> uh, I did mention Angie's name. So that's fair that you would have heard that. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, we got Cedar Power against uh, Team IR here. Cedar Power's coming in at six and five. King Gobs, nine and two. Um, I think Cedar Power pulls it off, dude. I think if he makes the playoffs, as he should, um, I could see his roster totally be able to pull off multiple upsets. Um, the addition of CeeDee Lamb is going to be really beneficial moving forward. Might just push him over the top. Um, he is projected 145 to King Cobb's 121. Um, unfortunately for King Cobb and his roster this year, um, he's been decimated with some injuries, and I'm a little worried about that for him. I know he made that trade for T-Hop last week, which helps him. But losing um, – probably the best receiver in fantasy football in Cooper Cup. And then a really good streaming option in Zach Gertz has really, really put the dent in it. I'm going to take Seed and Power. Yeah, I got to go Seed and Power as well. I um, mean, he's sitting Mike Evans on the bench. He's sitting Jeff Wilson and Mostert against the Houston. Uh, terrible, terrible run defense. Um, and he still has a team that's projected to put up 150 points. So just... Uh, Lock that one in for both of us here. And, uh, yeah, it's not that King Cobb is a bad team, but um, game knows game. So um, just to confirm, we 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 have the same three picks so far. Um, no. I just want to remind you. I picked you, uh, um, you and you picked uh, Topa Tobo. Okay. I just want to remind you that your six games behind me, so maybe you want to make some more uh, different picks so you can catch up. Unless you've given it. Unless you've given up. Um, just trying to cut my losses, man. Just trying to cut my losses. <laughs> um, then next we got Losers Corner, Trevor versus Team Joining One. I actually have uh, Trevor uh, pulling off the upset this week against Team Joining One. Um, I really like what he has a running back for this week with Jacobs, Stevenson, Latavius Murray, um, and Singletary. It's a pretty fantastic play for Week 12. Um, for Team Joining One, I'm not sure Mixon will play this week as well as Mike Williams. So that could put a dent to his uh, total stats. Um, once again, my decision has nothing to do with me owning Team Joni One's first round pick this year and preying on his downfall. I uh, I think that um, Trevor's prediction is slightly screwed right now because it shows um, Arkies Brown with no points projected, but he should have a solid fourteen. Uh, projected in there, and then it'll be a much closer uh, looking matchup on paper. Um, and um, I think you're right because if <laughs> this is the the situation here, if um, Mixon doesn't play, his next person starting would be Kenyon Drake. Um, so that's not great. And if Mike Williams doesn't play, then he might be starting Paris Campbell, and that's really the only other, and maybe Allen Robinson. So just really not some great options in there. And I think that if those two guys end up having to play, then, you know, that's a significant portion of your victory there. Um, so I'm going to, I'm definitely thinking that uh, Trevor is going to be making a push here uh, for sure. But I do think uh, I got to make up some ground. And if it's going to be a close matchup, I'm going to have to lean contrary. So I'm going to have to lean with the team that's the number six seed in right now. And that's uh, team going one. Walking it in. Well, contrary. Well, I uh, hope you're wrong. Uh, now, last match of the week, we got Dan's bent and dance dense QBs versus Love Boat incident. We got a uh, two five 
Two squads, two Sullivans, two teams that need a victory this week to keep with their playoff hopes. The biggest matchup comes down to one player and one player only, and that is Jamar Chase. If he does play, I think LaBote does win this one. And if he doesn't, I think Dan will probably pull this one off. Um, I'm going to bet on Chase playing um, just because the Bengals don't necessarily have a great record this year, and I think they are desperate to get him back. And I think LaBote pulls it off and proves that he is the better Sullivan um, and deserves the um, the, the – he's the heir to the throne pretty much. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, if – yeah, I think you're 100% right because if um, Chase doesn't play, then he doesn't have anyone. Um, but if Chase plays, he has a superstar. So um, his season and his hope to continue here in the next three weeks, um, he's got to win because basically this could be his chance to upseed. He upseed his brother. And, uh, man, Sullivan's got a great team. Uh, Dan has a great team. Frick. Yeah. Wait, who'd you pick? You picked the love boat? I did. No, you picked Dan. I picked the love boat. Oh, I'm sorry. I picked uh, whoever has Jamar Chase. I, 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 picked, I picked the Sullivan. I picked him. All right. I'm going with Dan. I don't think Jamar Chase plays. I think he's resting. They're winning without him. And uh, I think they're going to rest him one more week. So you saw it with Hollywood Brown this week. They activated him off IR, but he didn't play right away. Uh, so I think same thing. So I'm going to go with Dan for that reason. And yeah, sweet. Let's take a look at the playoff picture. So, oh, boy. Here's what we got, guys. We are currently going into week 12. Our playoffs start in week 15. So that means we have three more games um, to play. That does mean um, that at this point, if I lose every single matchup between now and the rest of the year, um, I may not make the playoffs. But the way that the standings are set right now is uh, in first place, we have rated IR King Cobb at 9-2. and two. At uh, second place, we have Darius plus Slay equals Likely, which is Darius at eight and three. And then at uh, in third, also at eight and three, is myself, $96 Fab Bids. And then we have um, number four, Seed and Power at six and five on the year. Um, and then we have number five through nine with the same record. So Everyone that I'm about to list, five through nine, the next one, two, three, four, five names, all five and six. And this is where it gets a little bit dicey. So coming at number five, the difference here is points scored. Uh, so number five is Dan's Bent and Dent tight, uh, Dan's Bent and Dent QBs, number five. Number six, Team Goni one. Number seven, the Love Boat incident. Number eight, Isaiah, Angie's burner account. Uh, and number nine, uh, Team Topodomo. So those guys are all vying for a playoff spot. There is only two, five, six, only two playoff spots between those five people right now um, to be to be had. So pretty funny the us bottom three of Love Boat, uh, me and Topo Domo. When it comes to points scored, we're all within five points of each other, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean you and. Uh, the Love Boat incident are point, uh, one, four, 
apart. Yeah, we have pretty similar points allowed to, which is pretty wild, but he just has a lot more fat. <laughs> um, but. True. And yeah, tenth we got uh, Kirk Wizzle Chans at four and seven, as well as Trevor, who's right behind him at four and seven. And then lastly, we have our Monday group, Angie, who is a two and nine. Um, so yeah. yeah, so basically, um, with the way that there's three weeks left, um, I think about you know, okay, what would um, someone like, let's say, for example, um, Andy and Trevor, what would they need to be able to make the playoffs this week? Um, if they had three more wins in a row, that would put them at seven and seven on the year. Um, and based on where everyone else already is, um, that would mean that they wouldn't be able to get better than fourth for sure. Right. They're already locked in there. And that's if they both won uh, both of their matchups or I should say all three games, um, you'd be looking at potentially a fourth and fifth finish. Um, so let's see what the likelihoods of that happening for them are right now. Um, for Andy, he's facing Darius this week. Um, and we have Darius projected to win. And then Trevor uh, facing uh, Team Joni 1, um, actually a decent opportunity um, you know, to to win, pull it out. Uh, you, you have Trevor winning. I have Team Goni 1 taking the victory if they both lose this week then their chances of making the playoffs um drop to probably about 12 percent um making it in with a losing record is going to be practically impossible considering the five people that are sitting at five and six right or right now yeah um in week 13 um we have trevor up against andy so Neither of them is going to be able to go three and zero all the way in, and um, depending on what happens this week, uh, we may be looking at that matchup to say this is Andy's last opportunity to to have a shot. He has to beat Trevor next week to even, you know, have have a remote close decision, um, and I think that'll be the deciding factor um, for him. If Trevor loses as well, um, you know, his his chances at that point are, are pretty pretty low um, of making the playoffs um, the very last week of the season we do have Andy going up against team Joni one and Darius against Trevor um, so obviously if Darius is going up against Trevor last week of the year that's a really tough matchup it's not like they're going up against you know someone who's decimated by injuries or Angie's team um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be a battle for them. I say their likelihood to make the playoffs right now is um, slim to none. I don't know about how, how you feel about it. So, yeah, dude, it's going to come down to the wire, I think. Uh, I'm just looking at my own matchups, bro. All right, for this week, you go going up against five and six Topo Doma. Um, next week, depending on what happens, I'm also going up against uh, Dan's Bent and Dan's QBs, who currently right now is five and six. And then week 14, I'm going up against a Love Boat incidents who is also five and six. Um, so it's going to be some dog fights until the end, dude. I think we're all going to be fighting for that. Um, Cause I think personally, let me pull up the stands again. Um, I think the force, the first four are totally locked in. Um, I know Cena power is six and five, only one game ahead of us, but I just think his, I think his roster is fantastic and he just had some bad luck. So I think he's going to make it rather easily. Um, so I think those are the top four right there. And then the next two um, is going to be you no know, combination of, 
probably us five. Um, not a real big believer in Andy and Trevor's roster um, so much, and they're already a game back. Um, I could see Team Joey One's been on a heater lately. I could see him pulling it off. Um, I know the Love Boat incident. I'm not sure what his game plan is moving forward. I know he's not – he's kind of looking on the next year, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, and I could see him kind of dipping down. Um, and then maybe Topodomo making a run, although I'm not super hyped about his roster. Maybe Dan's bent and dense QB. I don't know. It's going to come down the end and, like, who beats who and how these last three weeks go. But it should be pretty dope because we're all um, – look at next – uh, next week's matchup. Um, I just realized that Dan's Benton Dent QBs has one, two, three, four of his starting players, five of his starting players on by um, week 14. Mm. Um, so he'll be rolling out uh, utter garbage that week. You said, you said week 14. Yeah, so that means if he loses this week, he's out because he's going to get slaughtered in week fourteen, and then that's that's it. He's there's one yeah. win to help him in that at that point. And then, so yeah, this week I played Topo Domo, um, Dan Sullivan's, and uh, Dan's Benson Ben's QBs plays Lebo incident, and then next week some more five and six matchups as of right now. Topo Domo is going up against a Lebo incident. Um, so that's another one where it should be um, a dogfight. I think Trevor and Andy are going up against each other. Um, Team Joni One's going up against Darius Slay. Good luck. Um, Cena Powers playing Angie. That's probably a victory. Um, then you know, week fourteen. Um, me, like I said, me and the Love Bone incident, and then Andy against Team Joni One. Topo Domo against Dan Sullivan again. So my point being is that. We're really not going to know until last. I think it's definitely coming down to last week for sure. So. Yeah, and then I was looking at like who, like some of the other like higher seed teams, um, you know, basically face. I don't know. I, I just, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm not in love with, um, with the with the odds. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some of these, some of these. I, awesome. I, I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm. I'm not. I'm gonna say I'm going to. I think I have a good chance of making it, not based off my roster, but based off who I'm playing. Um, I do not play a winning team the rest of the season. Um, so we'll see what happens. I could totally bite myself in the foot and regret saying this. Um, but I do like the fact I'm not playing one of the better teams. I think some of the other um, five and six teams right now I have to play some better teams. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But it should be a, it should be a fun finish. I did get some uh, some picks in um, from Dan. Uh, speaking of Dan's bent and dent uh, QBs, he actually just literally just sent me his picks for this week. Uh, so we wanted to start in, in trying to incorporate, um, you know, uh, other people from the league that want to also do their predictions. Um, we're not going to you know have them do write-ups or anything like that all the time, but just like who do they pick? And then we can also say, oh, and, you know, Dan also picks so-and-so to win. Um, so, so we, we can see uh... – <laughs> We can see how everyone else in that group is better at picking than Matthews. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, I'll, I'll tell you guys who he he went through, you know, with the picks here. But um, the first matchup, you know, Dan versus Mike, um, he said here that um, 
he's taking Dan because Mike is tanking for draft picks. Um, oh, we have collusion. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be some members in the chat who are not going to like that. I think there's some exposure going on here. Um, so, yeah, he, he definitely thinks um, that he's going to take himself in that matchup, which totally makes sense. And like we talked about, if Dan doesn't win, he's out. His opportunity is, is going down. So um, he's also grabbing Darius uh, because he thinks that his players will underperform, but he still gets the W um, against uh, King uh, against Kirk works all the wears all the chains. Um for Buster Jacoby versus Angie, he said, uh, Buster, he's taking me uh, because he said it's, it's a bye week. Um, Angie will put up a fight. <laughs> Just outclassed, he says. Um, so there's that. And he's taking seed and power. He said that Fields um, just isn't effective. Um, D-Hop has a reduced ro- role if... Uh, um, if uh, what's his face Hollywood comes back, so he's taking uh, seed and power in that matchup, which we all um, are on the same page about that. And then he takes actually Trevor if Mixon doesn't play, Goni one if he does, which is pretty much you know where we had kind of landed on that, and that's why we split um, as far as the Mixon decision goes. And uh, Tobodomo, he's taking him to win. He gets Claypool out of there, gets past. Isaiah, he said. So um, he thinks. Yeah, screw him. I never, I never liked his vibe anyways. He's probably one of my least favorite players in the league. Always got attitude. Always talking shit in the chat. Don't like him. Don't like him. Love it. Love it. Uh, so, yeah, he's taking, uh, he's taking Tobodomo there. He says there's too many question marks around Najee, Pacheco, Ingram, Judy. He said there's no way that they all perform. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's his his picks for the week. So thanks for, for joining in, Dan. We're, we're glad to have you joining on and we'll be able to start tracking. Um, so, um, yeah. let's, let's bring us home, um, with the power rankings and, uh, kind of talk about what the updates are that we have for this week. We actually had quite a few movements in the power rankings. So we'll start at the bottom and work our way up coming in at number 12 from the power rankings this week. Um, Isaiah's tiny purse, um, Angie staying where she has not moved from for the entire season. Um, number 11, though, um, is a little bit of a uh, change, and this is dropping back down to 11, and this is Trevor in loser's corner. Um, and uh, he's back in the corner with Angie um, of the power rankings. Uh, that's a four-spot drop for him. Number 10, though, we also have Ang- Angie again. No, wait, no, it's just Angie's burner account. Um, Isaiah down here at number 10, um, up a spot from last week. So nice job. Nothing but um, up from here, baby. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. I uh, will not, not truly at the bottom because that would yeah. have been actual Angie's account. Um, yeah. Number nine, uh, we got the love boat incident uh, coming in. That's a spot down from last week. He was eight last week, down to nine. Uh, at number eight, we got Kirk wears all the chains. That is a climb in. Uh, in the right direction for him. He was at 10 last week, moving up to eight now. Um, at number seven, we got Reverend Big Cheese. Um, that's actually down a spot for him. He was in sixth, uh, sixth place last week, but down after the loss this week. Um, number six, 
Dan's bent and dent QBs. I believe he's ranked fifth overall in the standings, sixth overall in the power rankings. He's down a spot this week. We'll see if he can keep uh, on the up and up after this week's matchup. Uh, coming in at number five, Team Goni One. This is actually down as well. He was in sixth last, uh, sorry, fourth last week. He's down to five now. Um, at number four this week, all the way up from nine, this is Seeden Power. Um, on the rise when it comes to the power rankings, finally with a winning record. And um, I think that trade of CD Lamb really helped him out as well. He's here to play. Number three, no movement from last week. This is King Cobb rated IR. He might be number one in standings, but not for long. Uh, seems like he's going to be making a fall from grace here pretty shortly. And um, so we got King Cobb in third. And uh, then at number two, we've got Darius. The commish has been dethroned in the power rankings at number two, um, down a spot from last week. And that means that number one overall, $96 fab bids. I've taken the number one spot in the power rankings. Pretty stoked about it. If you look at the actual power ranking score, I'm like less than two points ahead of Darius. And he is less than two points ahead of King Cobb. So we are very, very close together in the rankings. But um, yeah, stoked to be on top. Let's go. Love, love that for you. Um, we talk about Darius trying to say that you absolutely destroyed him in the Eckler trade. And that's why you're winning. I thought that was kind of cap. Seemed like I was a little salty about our comments on the trade. Yeah, he said uh, he definitely said that I, I destroyed you in that Eckler trade. So uh, maybe he's just uh, you know forgetting that we're playing in Dynasty and uh, Titan Premium format. But um, listen, I thought it was pretty fair. I thought I thought that at the time we discussed it that you actually won the trade. So um, yeah, yeah. It was good for both of us. We will see what ends up happening. Uh, but that is a wrap for this week's episode. Please be sure to like comment on the video if you're watching on youtube thanks if you for those of you who have been commenting it really does help out if you're listening on apple uh, music or spotify podcast please leave us a review or rating it really does help us as well you follow us on uh, tiktok and twitter stay in touch with us we'll post updates on there as well it's content interact with us like i mentioned before who knows how long twitter will be around and uh this week dude patriots versus skull squad let's go I'm going to be honest, this is the only game this year where I'm praying the Patriots win so I can go in the group chat and just talk my shit. Unfortunately, I don't think that'll happen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be making turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes. I'm not here making green bean casserole. I'm making apple pie. I'm making I'm making all the goddamn right? But I don't think it happens. I think the Vikings win, unfortunately, but we'll see what happens. Dude, Patriots have top two um, defense in the league, though. And they do. saw how badly they were getting to Zach Wilson, who was a pretty decent offensive line last week, um, and how bad the Cowboys were at getting to uh, Kirk Cousins last week. So um, we could see a situation where um, Kirk Cousins uh, is just a Kirk pancake. All mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, they'll take away his number one weapon, Justin Jefferson, which means, you know, we'll be stopping the run. Dalvin Cook all game. I don't know. I like my chances. I like my chances. You know what? I agree. Uh, out of confidence and out of people in this chat, I'm picking the Patriots. Let's go. I said it. I mean, the Patriots. So, oh, yeah. 
uh, the true no, you know, best team in the in the league right now. So, <laughs> as the people are saying, as all the people are saying, yeah, but, uh, sweet dude. Well, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and to our viewers out there, uh, you as well. And uh, yeah, that dining dynasty podcast and our host Matthew. So long, and we will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.